It is Friday the 2nd of August. I'm your host Ryan Keir and this is the Quantum Cast. So we have earnings from International Airlines Group, Ferexpo, BT Group and an update from Goal Soccer Centers. Let's begin with IAG who have reported a second quarter operating profit of 960 million euros before exceptional items. We can tell that this is a good report because oil prices have been quite high for the year. In fact, they've mentioned their fuel unit costs for the quarter are up 12.4%. In the same half back in 2018, I think oil prices were averaging about 50 to 55 dollars right now they're about 60 to 65 dollars so the fact that the company has been able to manage their costs seems quite positive in this update however one issue is these kind of companies buy their fuel in futures maybe at sometimes many years in advance they could buy six years futures so if the oil price right now is 60 three dollars or 62 dollars they could go and buy at this for the next six years However, the risk to them is if oil prices were to fall over those next six years and say the average was lower than what they had paid, then they'd be missing out on potential cost reduction. But the issue is they can't go back on these agreements. Once they're done, you can't amend the deal. But if oil prices were to rise from, say, $65 or so to $80 in the future, their cost would have been much larger. So they have a positive opportunity cost. This kind of company would benefit from these quote unquote hedges in place. The company seems to be quite profitable. They've mentioned that their net debt in the same period in 2018 was standing at 6.4 billion euros. And currently it is now 4.7 billion euros. So they've had quite a lot of reduction. In fact, 25 odd percent of a reduction in their debt from the same period in 2018 to now, which shows that profits are being put to good use. The net debt to earnings before tax, depreciation and amortization has also decreased, meaning that they are likely in a better stance for institutional investors to invest. In 2018, during the same period, they were at 1.2, now they're at 0.8. So this is quite a positive thing to look at. But it is quite worrying to look at the amount of interest-bearing long-term borrowings that they've had. In 2018, it was 7.4 billion euros. Now it's 12.8 billion. So it's likely this will take a hit on their profits. And say oil prices were to increase, it's likely that at least some of their costs will increase. And it depends how they can cope with increasing their prices in order to counteract that increase in costs. Nevertheless, this seems to be a really solid set of second quarter earnings from International Consolidated Airlines Group. They've mentioned, despite these fuel cost headwinds, they've delivered a good performance, which is what we can gather from this report as well. I can see that their trading outlook says that at current fuel prices, they expect 2019 operating profit for exceptional items to be in line with 2018 pro forma meaning there isn't really much growth but it depends how the market has priced any fear in with higher oil prices it's possible that the 
equity pricing may have been quite lower as opposed to if oil prices were lower than what they were now. And yes, this is a highly competitive industry, yet those who are able to survive the higher oil prices seem to thrive. They can just increase their prices by a higher multiple. Nevertheless, I'd take this as a positive report. I believe that this company has been battered in recent months, and I think investors have underrated their ability to cope with higher oil prices. And I wouldn't be surprised if this stock were to rally throughout the day. And now we're gonna have a look at Ferexpo PLC. This is a Ukrainian miner company and all eyes were on this company as iron ore fines prices, especially for 65% iron ore fines prices, were up quite a ton. Something like $70 was the average for 2018. And I think we've seen recent highs of $130 a ton, which is crazy. But one must look at how much the increase in the company's cash costs per ton are as well. Because as prices rise rapidly, suppliers along the supply chain or any individual involved in the production process ups their prices. And we must see by how much that is. So they've said revenues are up 28% to $787 million due to these higher iron ore fines prices and also an increase in sales volumes. It seems that their profit after tax is up 78% to $270 million, which is quite positive because one would look for them to reduce their net debt by a further figure than they had in previous years when iron ore prices had recovered but uh, it seems it's only 57 million in the past six months, which is still impressive. But any investor in the company from long time would know that this is nothing to complain about. The shares were at 32 pence quite some time ago and the company had liquidation risk. So the fact that now they've returned profitability and not just that, but also the fact that they're able to maintain this profitability and continuously perform is really impressive. The biggest measure I can see is the net debt to the last 12 months earnings before tax depreciation and amortization. That has gone from 0.74 times to 0.44, meaning this company is not just investment grade standard, but also quite attractive to an institutional investor. To conclude, I believe that it's possible this report was not as positive as it could be, or at least as positive as what investors were expecting. One main thing that stands out to me is the cash cost, and it shows that in the six months ended 30th of June 2018, the company had a cash cost per ton of $41.6 on average. Now it's $46, meaning that the margins will take a good hit there. Nothing huge considering prices are quite high, but as prices potentially drop to say 100, the company's margins could be hit. Nevertheless, this is a company that does yield quite a good return for a long-term investment. So buying on any dips would be quite interesting. There's an interesting technical setup as well, which uh, indicates a buy signal around 228 or so, or somewhere in the 220s, which I'll talk about in the episode two plus that will be released later today. And the next company we're gonna be moving on to is BT Group PLC. 
the shares of this company have been dripping for the past year. In fact, with a 52-week high of £2.68 and a 52-week low of £1.84, the current price is £1.86 before this market opens. And it seems that uh, performance has just been dragging on. There have been asset sales. There was a sale of a BT centre agreed for £210 million. And the company seems to be moving from ownership of their properties to leasing properties. They've just signed a new lease for their new headquarters in Algate, London. There seems to be an increase in capital expenditure and I believe the company says network investment is the main cause of that. One might question whether this is due to an increase in competition in the industry, but we'll never know. But they have mentioned that the revenues in comparison to the quarter in 2018 have actually decreased by about one odd percent, one and a half or so, just round it up to, oh, sorry, round it down to one percent. I would uh, also find this a worrying report because the profit before tax has decreased from 704 million pounds to 642 million pounds. Profit after tax is just 10% less than the period before at 505 million versus 549 million previously. There's another interesting statistic that I've just come across. I can see here that BT had a net debt of 11.2 billion pounds in the first quarter of 2018. Now their net debt's at 17.8 billion pounds. That's an increase of more than 50%, which is very worrying. And one could think why this company has a dividend yield of 8.2% when it would be easier to scrap the dividend yield and focus on either debt reduction or reduction in the rate of acceleration of debt growth because debt growth is always scary. One would always think if they breach their covenants with the banks, the banks would be like, okay, now you have to pay a higher interest rate and we'll extend the maturities to later on in the year or we'll just make you default on your debt and your entire business is in a worrying state. Either you'll have to refinance that debt or the company will have to come up with a new plan in the upcoming strategic update as to how they're going to fix this situation. On the whole, this report is quite a poor one as it does show that uh, their profits are down due to higher content costs and also something called spectrum fees. And these spectrum fees are basically the costs of hiring the megahertz frequencies of what is used in 5G mobiles. So if somebody wants to use their data outside or whatever, in order to provide that infrastructure, they've got to make sure they have the right spectrum bands. And finally, we have a horrible update from Gold Soccer Center PLC. The company has basically mentioned that there will be a cessation of their trading and it will be effective from the 30th of September 2019. So shareholders will find it very difficult to sell their shares. You'd have to sell it either through a secondary market. I don't believe will be that liquid though, or through private shareholding, which is very difficult. It seems like management has let down shareholders this time. The reason why this cessation has occurred is because they haven't been able to solve their ongoing dispute with the HMRC about how much money they owe and also what have they done wrong because apparently they've had a misdeclaration of VAT. They've had a lot of dirty accounting practices that have led to a lot of issues for the company and 
it was either a large tax bill at the minimum or uh, delisting and the company going bust. So it seems the company's fighting for survival at the moment. But uh, we wish shareholders all the best at the moment. This company really doesn't have much going for it. It reminds one of the patisserie Valerie situation where you're only hoping that the situation doesn't get worse and you hope to have some residual equity remaining in your investment. But unfortunately in this situation it seems that there is very little left and one would be interested to see what happens next. But at the moment the company's shares are set to delist. So on that note, that wraps up today's episode of the Quantum Cast. But if you want insight into the technical side, keep your eyes peeled for any additional content posted later on in the day, including analysis of charts of companies discussed in this podcast. But first, head on over to our site, quantumresearch.co.uk, and access the bonus content for this episode, episode 2+. I've been your host, Ryan Keir. Until next time.